Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 43 of the Two Guys on Fitness podcast. I'm here with Julian Bertharat. It's uh, a beautiful, sunny day. It's been a beautiful, sunny day for the last couple of episodes, actually, here in London town, dear old London town. And we're coming to you from Jubilee Hall Gym in Covent Garden, where we've been for a while. I think partly because we spent so long away from the gym during the dreaded lockdown periods. But it's good to be back and to hang out here for a while. How are you doing, Julian? Hello, Alan. Yeah, it was not bad. I'm still going to the park here or there, training some people. And I also spend free time for myself outdoor. And uh, yeah, freelance personal training life, it's, uh, it's quite, it's, you are the master of your time. So it's very, it's enjoyable when you are, when you can organize your own schedule. And every week the schedule is a bit different. So it's good for me. And what's happening here at the gym? Have the members returned back to the gym as they were before the lockdown? Or is there still uh, a certain reluctance on some people to come to the gym? Yeah, it's, we are, it feels like a, a new normal, if I can say, which uh, it's never really too busy. It's, uh, I think, um, because nowadays, you know, that people who work in the office are back to the office, but part-time, let's say. So we got that feeling that at the gym, it's like part-time gym uh, uh, in terms of the, you know, the attendance. So some, the first three days of the week generally is slightly busier than the end of the week. But from a, a freelance point of view, it's, um, you, do, you do feel like you've got more machine to work with. And um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I sort of like it. You know, it's, uh, it's quieter. And as I say, for my job, it's perfect because I've got more machine to work around and, I, and the client and I can focus more on the technique. Yes, it's uh, still a little bit quiet at the gym I go to. There you go, everybody. You thought Julian and I work out at the same gym all the time, but you would be wrong in that. Okay, so what we tend to do on the podcast when we can, everybody, is give Julian something to do that then we can uh, get into that is fitness related. Now, he had a uh, deep tissue massage uh, recently, uh, a couple of months ago, I do believe, and we've done something similar, haven't we, Julian? We've done something that we had on the list of things to experience for a while and uh, what have you been getting up to that uh, we're going to cover on the podcast this month? Yeah, we're going to cover acupuncture, of course. That's right. Julian has gone under the needles uh, to experience the benefits of acupuncture. We're going to have a little chat about that later on. He's going to tell us how he got on and also we're going to have a chat with the uh, acupuncturist. Is that the word I'm looking for? I think it could be. Uh, who actually had Julian under her hands poor woman. Okay, so let's uh, get this podcast started and find out all about the wonders of acupuncture. Hello everybody all over again. You're listening to the Two Guys on Fitness podcast coming to you from the Jubilee Hall gym in Covent Garden, London, England. You're joining me, Alan Teresa. I'm not a professional gym guy. I know my way about the gym, however, and my good friend Julian Bertharat, who is a personal trainer. Hello. 
Hello, Julian. Hello. And every month on the podcast, we take a look at everything fitness-related from exercise to diet and various remedies to help people live a fit and healthy lifestyle. And we also take the time to answer a few questions every month, which we will be doing later in this episode of the podcast. So without any further ado, let us kick off episode 43 of the Two Guys on Fitness podcast and get the show started. So Julian recently uh, went under the hands of a deep tissue masseur, and we covered that a couple of episodes back. That was quite an interesting episode in its own right. What have you been doing recently, Julian? What uh, personal therapy, or physical therapy, I should say, have you been experiencing this month? I had the lovely pleasure to meet uh, Laura, an acupuncturist. It was my first time. And uh, but she put me at ease and explained me the. Uh, she took me through this, uh, each step of the process, and uh, ultimately, you know, it's uh, you feel very uh, calm after it, very relaxed, and that's the point basically of acupuncture, which is to release tension in your body uh, through the needle, and uh, and also to put. Because everybody uh, is sort of uh, uneven, you know. Sometimes we we have a stronger side than the other, and Laura's job is also to put uh, to put back the right balance of your body. Let's say. Indeed. So, without further ado, let's have a little listen to uh, what Laura has to say about acupuncture, uh, and then I have a few questions to ask about your experience when you went under Laura's needles. Hi guys, I'm with Laura Ichiaponi. Um, Laura, can you introduce yourself about your work and how did you get into acupuncture? Hi, hi Julian, hi everyone. Um, yeah, my name is, as Julian says, is Laura Ichiaponich. I'm a acupuncturist and at Breathe London at Covent Garden and Waterloo. Um, I also do um, twin hour Chinese massage and how I got into Chinese medicine was through um, Tai Chi and Qigong, yeah. sort of soft or internal martial arts, kind of Chinese gentle exercises for health. Um, so what is acupuncture? Yes, I w- can you tell, tell us more about it? It's, um, I didn't know personally, I mean I have an idea obviously, but uh, so what is a- acupuncture? Yeah. Okay, so acupuncture comes from China, and the word zhen jiu is the Chinese word for acupuncture. Zhen mm-hmm. is needle, um, hence the puncture and acupuncture, and jiu means moxa or moxibustion. Mm-hmm. And many people don't know this other half of, of acupuncture. And moxa is, um, comes from a plant called mugwort that's dried, and you make little cones and burn it above the skin. So you don't burn and blister the skin, but it's the heat and also the, um, the scent of the, of the moxa, this herb, that has, has um, sort of beneficial health benefits of moving the energy around the body. So basically, um, acupuncture works on traditional Chinese medicine theory that um, the, the body is comprised of meridians or acupuncture channels. Okay. Um, in Western medicine, you see um, veins or you know arteries and and also nerves. Yeah. But there's not, never there never has someone in, in Western science discovered or traced these meridians. Yet thousands of years ago, the Chinese they discovered these meridians, yeah. and the qi, spelled Q-I or energy, travels through these, these meridians from the surface down into the organs and and around the body. How do you get into acupuncture? 
and and your London life when how did you all start basically yeah yeah well it all started when I was born <laughs> I was born in Thailand in uh, Bangkok and my father is Chinese Thai and Marla's English um, so when I was about um, well when I was very young we used to go and play sports and these people were um, doing this slow movements in in the park and it was near a um, observatory So my dad told me they were practicing to walk on the moon, mm -hmm. but actually they were practicing Tai Chi and I'd never seen that before. Sort of fast for forward, um, maybe um, 15, 20 years and I was in, London, in England um, studying um, and actually came to London to study as well. And uh, there I saw a Tai Chi class. I went along and then I was kind of completely wrapped, you know, I was engrossed and it, it just made sense to me. Yeah. And I became a Tai Chi teacher and then working on Qigong, which is like Tai Chi, but more health aspects yeah. and started to learn a bit of the, the theory. And yeah. then that's how I started to do um, study acupuncture. It is, uh, it is nice when people do something for work like they've been inspired or when they were younger. I think it's, as you said, it's uh, meaningful a bit more, you know, than just doing a job for a job. So it's nice to that you make the connection between your childhood and, um, and nowadays. Um, are there different types of acupuncture? And if so, what are they? Yes, um, there's many types of acupuncture and it all, you know, all dates from China, the, the classics. Um, sort of thousands of years, years ago. But what, well, the, 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 yeah, the history goes back that far. But um, there's many different branches, so it's, it's gone to sort of up to Korea. So there's Korean acupuncture to Japan, there's Japanese acupuncture, and also the French developed a, um, a whole system of the ear, auricular acupuncture, which then they took back to China, and the Chinese said, "Oh, that's us. We need that anyway." So they've also <laughs> adopted this mm -hmm. ear acupuncture. But what I practice now is Japanese acupuncture, which is much more to do with the energy, um, guiding the energy rather than just popping the needles in. So it's a much more subtle um, type of acupuncture and also very beneficial. And it was developed by blind acupuncturists in the 1960s in Japan okay. and called Toyohari acupuncture. It's, yeah, it's, uh, I guess, imagine in Asian culture, it's um, this type of uh, uh, practice are very well developed and uh, it's coming to the Western world, but maybe slowly, or you, do you think there is, uh, did you find um, a huge demand in London about acupuncture? Yeah, I think increasingly people are becoming aware of acupuncture and the benefits, and quite often when GPs can't do anything, you know, they haven't got a solution, or Western medicine can't find a solution, then, you know, they might suggest acupuncture. But also now, Um, the West have adopted acupuncture as well. There's something called medical acupuncture that physios and um, GPs often do. And that's very kind of more trigger point acupuncture. So they, it's not, um, it doesn't, it's not, not holistic in the sense of you know, treating the whole body. And what we do with acupuncture is we look at the body and, and looking for imbalance mm -hmm. and, and um, find where there's excess and, and bring that down and, and bring sort of balance to the organs. And it's about creating um, a healthy environment for the body and not just kind of attacking a symptom. Do you have to train in acupuncture and is it regulated? Yes, I, I trained, I spent four years doing a um, combined master's at South Bank University and spent uh, six months in Harbin, China. Uh, there's many different kinds of acupuncture courses. There's even a weekend course where you can just train to do ear acupuncture or whatever. So it's not regulated enough. I'm a member of the British Acupuncture Council and it's been sort of pushing to get regulate, regulatory status. Mm -hmm. It has almost got there, but you know, each time we're about to be regulated, some, something holds us up. 
um, like COVID. But uh, yeah, so that it's, it's important if you're looking for acupuncture to, to check the British Acupuncture website and make sure that person has, has fully trained at least a three-year degree. Um, and they should have all those credentials on their website as well. So you did mention it earlier, but let's, let's go to the core of it. So what are the benefits of acupuncture? Yeah, um, generally acupuncture helps the body to, to return to balance, as I said before. Um, I treat a lot of people, a lot of people come to me with different ailments. Um, of course, I can't say acupuncture cures whatever because of, of you know, um, the, the rights and things. But uh, I see people with um, stomach issues, a lot of it, IBS from stress. I treat a lot of women with fertility issues and men as well. Um, and, you know, the general people come to me sort of musculoskeletal as well. So, um, yeah, we treat it in a kind of very different way to physios or whatever, um, or massage. It's, it's really working on the channels and much more internally. And um, so you've seen many people over the, the last few years. Um, what is um, the top three, let's say, uh, uh, I won't say injury, but uh, uh, issue with people's body? Okay, top three. I see a lot of um, sort of neurological problems, people with Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, um, sort of real sort of chronic illnesses. Also, I, I work at a, um, a charity, a cancer charity. So over the years, I've treated lots of um, people with different kinds of cancer, mainly breast cancer, but um, yeah, all, all types of cancer. And I don't, you know, I don't treat the cancer, but I treat the uh, symptoms and the side effects of, of the drugs. Um, then after that, it's kind of emotional issues, stress, anxiety, depression, and the resulting, you know, that's not how people come initially. It can be a, a stomach issue or a, uh, a pain as well. So a lot of pain can be, have an emotional root to it. I, um, I remember um, 15 years ago when I was going for university and I had a, an exam important coming up, I went to see a physio and he asked me, I remember like, anything okay in your life feeling like that and I, I just say yeah everything okay but just accept I have, um, I have this exam coming and he talk about the relation between the, uh, the, the stress mm -hmm. and the impact the negative impact on your organ yeah. and just that's what remind me that when you talk about uh, I think many people are uh, The, the stress is a powerful uh, oxidant, mm -hmm. you would say? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, stress is a major component of any illness. So often, you know, you might have a um, predisposition to an illness, whether it's cancer or a, a, a sore shoulder. But stress makes them, you know, really kind of um, weakens the immune system. Yeah. And we talk about the Wei Qi, the Qi that goes around the body, that covers the body, and it's your kind of immune system. And that can be really weakened by, by sort of physical stress, but also emotional stress. Do you have acupuncture yourself? Yes, I do. I have been ever since I've been, well, before I started my course, that's what got me into it. Um, I, I now sort of see my acupuncturist more around the seasons. And if there's anything in particular that comes up, then I may go and see her more regularly. But, you know, I, I would never do something to somebody that I wouldn't want done to myself. And I love acupuncture. It really helps me to balance. Um, and especially around the, uh, you know, around the seasons. So when I see a patient, I try, initially I try and see them for, for maybe six times, okay. it, depending on what the condition is regularly, just to get the energy flowing more smoothly. And then yeah. once that, that, you know, once that um, problem is, is resolved, mm -hmm. then just it's about maintenance, like an MOT. So yeah. that will be every month or like myself around the seasons, just to keep the body back into balance. Do you treat people uh, often uh, who train, like uh, any sort of training, or is it just uh, people coming outside of Jubileo? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do see um, quite quite a few over the years. Um, 
um, members of Jubilee Hall, and it really works well because what what Chinese medicine works on is something called yangsheng, nourishing life. Uh, or um, so it's not about just you know having a problem and then fixing it. It's about maintaining the health. So it really helps when someone's going to the gym regularly. Their body is really you know they're fit generally, and then in that respect, then I can just treat somebody you know around the seasons or or you know they can actually help to work on their body and the energy flow themselves. Therefore, they're less chance of becoming ill. Do you have any um, advice to people who want to? train with weight uh, regarding because I know you have an holistic approach and I I do um, uh, the same so what would you recommend to not do or to do to people if they go on the gym floor I would say you have to listen to your body and you know if you're building up build up very gently and also kind of maintaining the yin and the yang so in chinese medicine we talk about balance and the yin is the kind of the nourishing the sort of coming to sleep etc the yang is the more outward movement so if you're on the gym floor and you're sort of really pounding or doing really hard cardio stuff that's really yang so you need to balance that with um, yin stuff like stretching and um, and cooling down and just sort of taking the energy in qigong and tai chi we talk about taking the energy back to your center which is below your your dantian below your navel and calming down. How do people get in touch with you to find out more? Yeah, people can get in touch with me through Breathe because I work at Breathe Waterloo and Breathe Common Garden in the Jubilee Hall Gym and Colombo Gyms. Um, and then through that website, you can make a booking or you can make more inquiries. Um, there's also a link to my own website, uh, Moving Chi, Moving, like M-O-V-I-N-G-Q-I, which is the energy, .co.uk. And there you'll find out a lot more about acupuncture, about Tai Chi and uh, Qigong. Um, yeah, and basically um, all the, you know, the, the health benefits and why you would come for acupuncture. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, uh, it's always nice to hear about other experience and other practice because fitness is, uh, is a whole thing, really. It's not only just training on the gym floor. Is, uh... So thank you, and um, I hope people will uh, contact you because it's a, it's a nice thing to do to do the acupuncture. So. Thank you. Thanks, Julian. So there you go. That's uh, Julian talking to Laura from Breathe London. She's a therapist uh, with the Breathe London network of personal and physical therapists and discussing the wonderful world of acupuncture. Now you had the acupuncture with Laura, uh, so tell us all about it as well. How long did it take and what was involved? Basically it takes uh, an hour, you know, or 45 minutes to an hour. At the beginning uh, Laura is checking your whole body obviously, a normal procedure to check your unbalance or your weak point and then after a quick assessment we go through the needle project I would say and uh, but it's a nice experience and uh, it's nice uh, to have someone to check on your body especially when you're a personal trainer because obviously you check on other people's bodies so it's nice to do the other way here and uh, and the good thing with acupuncture is we talk about the relation we have, how the stress can impact uh, our organ. And uh, so let's say the inside of us, because a lot of people undermine this, you know, we keep looking at our, our appearance in front of the mirror. But the acupuncture helps you to have a better look for your inside 
And uh, yeah, it's just like um, I remember when I was uh, 22, 23, I went to see an osteopath at that time. And it's the first, it's the first time I heard someone talking about the impact of the stress on your organ. At that time, I was passing an exam for my master's degree, and I was indeed uh, very stressed about it. And he, yeah, it does, it does impact uh, either your liver or, or other organ of your body. And it's a, for me, it's, a, it, it's very easy to then um, explain how important it is to, to train your body because it does help to regulate that stress. And uh, so it makes very much sense, especially when you talk with therapists, it makes even more sense to get back to the, tra- to the gym floor and train yourself. And uh, let me ask uh, a couple of obvious uh, questions. Uh, did you have to be naked for this? Well, it depend. It depend if you what part of your body you want to 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 be treated. Uh, for me, it was uh, only my top off, and uh, yeah, it's just like uh, the back, shoulders. A lot of people got issue with their shoulders, obviously, uh, because you put a lot of pressure when you train on your shoulders. And if the technique is not right, and if you add on top of it again the stress or anything else, um, injury is always around the corner. Indeed. So, and how long did it last? And uh, was there like oil involved or all kind of like with the needles heated or anything? Yeah, generally you feel like uh, I did close my eyes because I'm not a needle person, to be honest. Uh, not scared, but I just like, yeah, prefer to close my eyes. And also I, w- I wanted to be in my bubble to enjoy the moment because it, w- it was a nice time really to be treated by Laura. So I... Um, I uh, yeah I did feel some warm uh, where the the needle was um, the impact of the needle uh, gave me some it was warm feeling you know but not really no discomfort it was nice and basically if uh, Laura told me I was um, quite well balanced so it, it means like when basically you don't have your body do not have too much tension well the needle. Uh, won't uh, make you feel um, you won't have um, uh, a huge impact because you basically by definition you're, you're already well balanced so but it was it was a good time I have to say uh, after that um, the following half an hour and hour was really really relaxed and after uh, that half an hour did you feel anything else uh, positive over the next 24 hours was a kind of like a more longer term benefit yeah i think like for for the day i would say i was like a sort of relaxed and um, yeah it's just like i did not train myself during that day because i think sometimes you have to give it uh, a full um, recovery from it doesn't matter the impact of it but usually after a massage after a acupuncture or any sort of uh, therapy treatment it's not a good idea to ride behind stress out your body because it is the whole point is um, you know to allow yourself to treat yourself to take care of your body and uh, so give yourself like a, a day just to after to train again and feel like that and is there any advice about how regularly people should consider having something like acupuncture for it to be beneficial well, I mean, it's hard to say because we are all different and some people are more stressed than others. And I mean, it's really, really, really hard to say. I will say that, however, roughly, 
I don't know, one twice a year, maybe. It could be for some people. For some other people, it'll be every month. For some people, every three months. You know, I mean, really, yeah, there is no rules. Uh, however, uh, Laura mentioned, like, it's, pref it's preferable to do a little block of five. So let's say five sessions in a short period of time. When I say a short period of time, I would say, like, every two weeks to use this block of five. And, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's like a personal training. You, you don't want to do one session off and then the next one in, a, in three weeks. So usually I do the same for myself, you know, like a, a couple of sessions for a couple of weeks. And then the, some clients like to have the program and go on their own. So, And if you were to choose, because you've done the uh, deep tissue massage and the acupuncture now, so you can kind of like uh, consider them side by side. So if you had to choose... Uh, doing one of them again which one would you choose and why well again it's, it's, it's very hard to say because it's depending on what is your issue uh, you know some, some people will love acupuncture some people will love the massage some people will like both it's um, it's hard to say I, all I can say is I enjoy both I also recommend Breeze London we have this company inside uh, the gym here and they provide a large uh, panel of services. And, you know, I think it's good to have inside the same building personal training and therapy because it's good to hear different, uh, to see the well-being, uh, all aspects of things uh, through different angles, you know. Uh, and I always, always uh, master or acupuncture or osteopath, physio, always like talking to therapists because they are, uh, they show you, uh, they talk about technique, you know, they are very professional. And it's, uh, as a trainer, I always enjoy that chat. It's, um, I always help me when I get back to the gym floor. Uh, to train myself and obviously my clients. So. Complementary uh, therapies, I think uh, they are known as. Okay, so uh, that's uh, the acupuncture uh, session. And uh, if you want to find out more about uh, Laura and her services, or indeed any of the services really, of Breathe London, Check out her uh, website and get in touch with her, as she indicated in the interview earlier, and uh, get in touch uh, to find out all about acupuncture. Today's show is brought to you by Jubilee Old Gym Covent Garden. Need an effective workout using state-of-the-art equipment in the heart of London West End? Then visit Jubilee Old Gym on the corner of Covent Garden, where you can also check out the gym sauna, as well as a whole host of great fitness classes. Join online for £53 a month, and there is no need for a minimum term contract when joining, or you can use the gym on a day pass basis. Find out more at jubileoldgym.co.uk or telephone 020 78 36 40 to work out at Jubilee Old Gym, Covent Garden. So now that uh, Julian has uh, eased out of his warm glow from his acupuncture session uh, with Laura from Breathe London, it is time for... Julian's Fitness Tip of the Month. 
So what have you got up your sleeve for us this month, Julian? Which one of your fantastic fitness tips are we going to be enjoying on this episode 43 of the podcast? Alan, have you ever struggled to create uh, for yourself a 15-20 minute workout? No, because before I go to the gym, I always work out what I'm going to do uh, and uh, I make a little note to make sure that I do it. I'm impressed, Alan, even if I'm not sure if it's all true. Um, so, yeah, it's about I'm going to give you a 15-20 minute uh, workout structure based on two different mini structure. Okay, so the first structure include three exercise. The first one is chop a jump on a box. The second one is a battling rope. And the third one is a press up, regular press up. Possibly, if possible, without your knee touching the floor. Okay. You have to do three or four sets of 15 reps. Okay. You have to keep going for each exercise a minute. Okay. Or if it's too hard at the beginning, 45 seconds. The idea is to keep a great intensity and also performing each exercise with a good form. So you do that three, four times, okay. Then you got, you allow yourself a couple of minute break, but not longer than that. And then you go through the second structure, mini structure. And it starts with crab squat, you know, and you move lateral, okay. Remember, you have to, all, to keep doing that for a minute. And then you go for another hard exercise, this one, be careful, jumping lunges, okay for a minute so uh, I will say because this one is quite hard this little jump lunges after 30 seconds take 10 second break and then finish the remaining 30 seconds and then the third one is uh, the abs with the wheel okay for a minute as well the idea is not to do for every exercise as many reps as you can but to find the right pace in order to keep doing okay that's if there is one thing to uh, to retain in that uh, training section uh, sort of training is it's not about how many reps can you do in one minute it's about keeping going and uh, yeah to create those sort of uh, mini structure uh, can be extended for another day when you do an hour session uh, with a different maybe uh, sort of pace but it teaches you a sort of discipline and the right discipline is to keep moving when you train every time you take too long for the break you break a sort of um, rhythm and those with this uh, break uh, once you break the rhythm it's very hard to boost your metabolism and you're gonna get your results when you gonna when you will be able to change your metabolism and the only way to do it is to reach the right intensity and that is the king of intensity where training is concerned right there with julian's fitness tip of the month and each month on the podcast when we are not in intensity mode with julian we take a couple of questions or comments from listeners who get in touch with us here at two guys on fitness and we do our best to answer those questions or comments and if you do want to get in touch with us i'll say this now because sometimes i forget when we go to the end of this you can do so through our website twoguysonfitness.com or through his website julianbertora.com 
all through our social media channels, our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter. Uh, and we love it when you get in touch, whatever you have to say, uh, unless it's fan mail for Julian, in which case we delete all those straight away. Okay, so uh, let's have a look at the questions we've got this month. We've taken two of them out. Uh, I'm going to ask the first one. And we begin this month with a Twitter DM from a Tony D who asks the following question. What is the best way to get started as a personal trainer and how long does it take to make enough money to live on? Something tells me this is a question for Julian. I'd love to answer this. I could make up an answer, but it's not going to be very helpful. So I'm going to ask my good friend, Julian Butherat, the personal trainer, to answer that question. Okay, Julian, what's the best way to get started as a PT and how long does it take before you make enough money? Hello, Tani, and thank you for your question. And I always love talking about that because it's uh, most of the time I can't recommend enough people to get into the fitness industry. There is a huge opportunity everywhere in London. London is 10 million people and willing to train, to be honest. Um, I mean, you have to be French to realize that we, in France, but I believe in Latin country, like Spain and Italy, I think the fitness industry is, um, is perceived differently. There is more outdoor. It's, uh, the way of life is slightly different. London is a very, very busy city, and people tend to... Uh, in a sort of uh, like an American way to get into shape, you know, because it's really part of the culture in London, I would say, compared to the other uh, city in Europe. And so it's a really exciting city to be a personal trainer, I would say. So now, how to get personal trainer? Well, uh, basic first, there's two ways to do it. I think you can buy yourself uh, a course, you know, to get certificate. Like, uh, I think there's a couple of, I mean, it's been a long time now, but I think it's still the same, which is a couple of um, level to get, level two, level three. Uh, you can go online as well nowadays to get a certificate. Uh, so you can pay yourself all of that. Be careful, it can be some money there to pay. Uh, or I believe you can start working for a gym, which happened to me. Uh, I will, we are all different and you know, I think it's, um, I will say that it did work very well for me because when you work for a gym, you don't pay rent, okay? and you start to build up um, a network. And also something people, uh, they don't teach you much into, uh, when you do into a course is, how do you interact with people? Are you good at connecting with people? Because if you don't have that skill, it will stop you to be successful. It won't stop you to do the, the job, but it will stop you to make really decent money. And because there's a huge competition as well, obviously, when there's 10 million people, there's a lot of customer potential, but there's a lot of competition either. So uh, I, uh, if I were you, I will start working for a gym. Just to also for this, uh, uh, it does teach you how, you know, simple things, you clean the dumbbell, you, uh, part of the job is to talk to people, teach some classes, not big money here, um, but you learn the basic and for once it doesn't cost you uh, anything, you know. And then uh, 
in my gym, for example, you got like on the same gym floor, you used to have the fitness instructor and uh, and the personal trainer, the freelance. From my point of view, and I still think that way, it's exactly the same job. But the personal trainer freelance will, let's say, take the risk to get off the hook of, you know, the, the help of being working for a gym and you're going to pay a rent. So it means like when you do that, you will have previously built up your clientele, okay? And that's very important. But uh, the money is, and remain, uh, in the freelance So uh, to start with is to work for a gym, I will say, and then build up uh, a list of clients, okay? A decent little client, and I will say, I will say 10 names, you know, you need to have 10 clients regular, not like one off. And once, once you feel confident enough, after it's just a, li- a simple pass, you move to the freelance, you change your contract, you pay uh, a gym uh, rent. Uh, again, uh, before all that, check where do you want to work because you need to, people need to see you as a regular uh, face and if possible smiling on uh, on the gym floor and after it's um you know i can't recommend enough it's a great job because uh it really teach you life lesson you know how to uh, the money is great as well and um and also you can make money without working too much uh i did work in catering when i one of my first in london and the the amount of time you spend working catering and personal training is literally 50 percent uh, more definitely and the money is obviously much better so it is a great job but yeah there is a risk there is a lot of competition you need to find where you want to go and all these need to be need to be um uh wait uh carefully so but it's um i wish you good luck and you should again start working for a gym first and how long does it take before you can make uh, enough money to live on which was part of tony's question i think well it's uh there's not it's not the perfect science here but i will say like look if you work if you work a good indicator it's if you work at a fitness instructor okay so your price is lower than a freelance uh it's a good indicator yeah if you don't have if you don't turn around 20 hours a week at that stage there is no reason why when you will be freelance you will move to more than 20 sessions a week because obviously your your rate will be um uh higher to answer your question i will say like give yourself a couple of years and to see if you there is an increase on your income if you don't it's um you might have to think twice about if it's a car you want but a mistake I see a lot of people do is to uh, keep going, going in, into a business where they're not making money. And the problem with the fitness is you can go by and live by uh, without doing much. And this is a terrible thing because obviously um, if you work 10, 15 hours a week, well, it depends how much you pay for the rent at home and all that. But it's possible, I guess, you can survive. Obviously, it's not really exciting because nobody wants to work 10, 15 hours a week. It's not, it doesn't take um, enough out of you. Your brain is not working out uh, enough. And ultimately, you're adding to trouble. So, Very good. Well, uh, we hope that's uh, helpful 
for you, Tony, uh, Tony D. And um, if you do decide to get into the career of personal training, we wish you the best of luck. Okay, Julian, you're next up. What is the next question? So, second question, yes. Next, we have an email from Lynn uh, in the UK who has emailed us to ask how long does it take if you exercise for three days a week, lift weights, and watch what you eat to put on muscle mass that you can see? I'm in my 20s and want to add structure to my exercise program. Well, Lynn, to answer your question, I will have asked you, um, I will have need more uh, information from you, like your rates, uh, you know. Yeah, we, I don't know a lot about you. Uh, thank you for the question, but uh, I don't know about your measurements, so it's hard to, to give you any guideline about that. However, three days a week is good because generally you can go through all body parts in three days. And, um, well, to put a muscle mass, again, it depends. Um, in your 20s, it should be fine. You should you should go quickly, but um, well, I mean, you know, one of the basic is just like you should struggle to finish every set you have, so you just build up like that way. I will say that you should allow yourself once a week to do long set uh, session. It's always nice to do 15, 12 reps. Sometimes you move to a structure of three set of eight to build up some strength, and you ju you juggle basically between these uh, these two structure, and um, yeah, just. Make sure you eat uh, right after the session, within an hour, uh, enough protein, you know, and uh, there's some good fat as well you don't want to skip. And, um, yeah, the, you know, one of the silly advice is try to be consistent. Try to, yeah, just be consistent and work at, uh, out the form as well. And yeah, and remain enthusiastic when you train. Don't get bored of your training. If you get bored of your training, it means you take it take you too much time to train. Uh, cut it short. Be efficient. Be intense. Do the right thing, and uh, and move on. Because sometimes when you spend too much time into your training, that's where you actually lose the track. You know. So that's Julian's advice there for uh, how to make progress uh, and to add muscle as you exercise in the gym or indeed out of it and we hope that's useful for you lynn and indeed for anybody who has that question on their mind and remember if you do want to get in touch do so through our social media drop us a line we read everything that comes in and uh, it'll be great to hear from you so that is episode 43 of the podcast done and dusted Two guys on fitness, done for another month. And are you still tingling from your acupuncture, Julian? I'm surviving. He's surviving. That uh, that was a curious answer, wasn't it? That wasn't what I was expecting at all. And a pivot into something uh, which was uh, very curious. So we will now depart from the wonderful world of podcasting and go our separate ways. That's right. We do not live together, by the way. That's a rumor that uh, sometimes pops up and we have to quash like whacking a mole. And you've been listening to the two guys on fitness podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We love the fact that uh, you listen and you get in touch when you do. And so I say goodbye to you, Julian. I will release you to go and think of the next uh, therapy that we may be putting you through uh, on behalf of the lovely listeners. Au revoir, Julian Berthrat. Au revoir, Alan. And don't forget, enjoy your workout. And your acupuncture if you happen to go under the needle.